welcome back to the truth hurts where we expose corrupt politicians and the lying corporate media the lying corporate media we got a lot to cover today it's going to be an interesting show things you'll hear here you're not going to hear anywhere else things you'll see here you won't see anywhere else we're going to try to cover a lot within an hour's time so hopefully you can stick with us in the whole program first off we're talking about this corrupt carlton county gop convention where they're actually talking about us and they're actually uh lying and insulting about grassroots conservative volunteers we're going to talk about where did my prep sheet go uh, the budget surplus, $21 billion. You're owed over $8,000. And what the whiny little response by the Republican Senate is, it's unbelievable. These guys mm -hmm. are just uh, uh, the worst negotiators on the planet. Um, did you know water bottles are going to be banned in Minnesota if Sidney Jordan gets her way? That's, that's an interesting story. We're going to have William cover that. And last but not least, if we get time to talk about it, because it's just a minor little issue, nothing big. The Wuhan lab leak seems to be true. According to a government report, guess who was saying that was a lie? Any guesses? Any guesses? <laughs> Fauci? Yeah, Fauci. You got it right. <laughs> yep. Join me, as always, as Mega Jesse. How you doing, Mega Jesse? Doing good. We got lots of good stuff to get into, lots to expose, so happy to be here. Nice shirt, by the way. It Thank you. Doesn't seem like you're attacking a Republican on that shirt. <laughs> no, like no, this is actually going against a Democrat. <laughs> yep, that's what they say about us, but... You know, I'm totally anti-Joe Biden. That's all that we do. We go after Democrats. No, it's not all we do. We do go after Republicans sometimes, but mm -hmm. only the bad ones. The rhinos. The rhinos, you know, exactly. You know, those aren't real Republicans anyway. Yeah, like DeSantis, right? <laughs> <laughs> we can get into that later. <laughs> we can kidding. get into that later. I actually kind of like DeSantis, to be honest with you. So I'm, I'm maybe a little bit more in the middle with you guys, but I love the... I love the interaction you guys have. Mm -hmm. uh, William Beck, Mr. Straightlace himself, sporting the DeSantis hat. That's why I was I was like, that's fair sport to go after DeSantis here. Oh, yeah. No, I'm I'm the one wearing the hat today, so it's fair game. <laughs> I'm also reading your comments, so if you're on Rumble, YouTube, or Facebook, feel free to leave a comment. We already got one from Brad Ganser saying, just maybe, that is why the party is no money, no organization, and no quality human support yep. in reference to the Republican Party. Yeah, Brad, uh, wait till you see yeah. the story we got for you today in yeah, the video. Yeah, no kidding. Um, please, on Rumble, like or hit, what is it, hit follow? What is it? What? Follow. Hit follow on Rumble. Uh, put down here, Dawson, you know, you can go to the Truth Hurts channel right there somewhere. Eh, it doesn't look like it's coming up. I'm caught him off guard. Running the di Not running the dials is... Is Dawson there in the control room? <laughs> you don't have your light on in there. That's right. In the complete dark. We didn't pay the power bill. <laughs> or actually, maybe uh, Roseville went to uh, all green. All electric. electric right. yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. We got to get right into the story. Um, Carlton County GOP had their convention last Friday night. I changed that in your article, by the way, uh, William. I yeah, thought it was yeah, on Saturday, Saturday. My bad. Too. Friday night, they had their uh, GOP convention. Basically, all the delegates selected last year at the uh, at the caucus night get to then determine who their party leadership is in an election year. So they had it last Friday night, and there's a group of activists, good grassroots conservatives, who uh, you know have been very very busy volunteering with the party for years. And they wanted Action for Liberty to come up and talk to their BPOU, which is their local party. They call them BPOU, sorry for the technical term. Because um, maybe they could learn something from us, you know, talk about the things that we've done against, I don't know, Mike Sundin here, you know, mm -hmm. only like hitting up thousands of doors in their district for a couple months. So uh, anyhow, they, that was denied. We were not allowed to come and speak. The leadership up there didn't want to hear from Action for Liberty. Okay, well, I guess it's just not on their agenda to talk, 
you know, about action for Liberty. Mm -hmm. Ain't wrong. Uh, they sent some goon up from St. Paul. Apparently, the GOP sent him. Must be uh, reimbursing his gas. I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Lodge him for the night. You know, well, it was Friday night, so they must have put him up for lodging, too. So the GOP sending this goon up there to trash talk us for 15 minutes. And we got a little snippet of the video. This has never been seen before. This was leaked to us from some activists that actually attended the convention. They were trying to stop this thing from happening because we couldn't speak in our defense. They're lying and slandering us, and we couldn't speak in their defense. And then they dropped a bomb at the end calling uh, Action for Liberty grassroots conservative volunteers repulsive. Go ahead and play the video. If you do not like it, you may and I don't know about you, but these are not the Christian values that I have come to expect from this party. What's your final order? These people aren't here to defend us. You're out of order. They waste your money, they fight Republicans, they support Democrats and losers, and they commit fraud. They're under investigation like five ways this Sunday by the campaign finance board. And they have gotten so many candidates in trouble, it's unbelievable. These people steal your money, they pay themselves, they screw over good, hardworking conservative candidates, and they do nothing for our movement. They attract nobody to our party, and their chief volunteers are. Oh, what? What, it cut off and repulsive? If you do not like it, you oh, Go ahead and stop it. that video. Dawson, Dawson, I gave you one job today. <laughs> oh. Don't, go ahead and stop it. Stop it. What's going on? Is it. Machines taken over finally. <laughs> oh, oh! Did it just cut off because of machine? Yeah. Oh, just play the end. Okay. <laughs> and they do nothing for our movement. They attract nobody to our party, and their chief volunteers are. Oh wow! <laughs> I think the machines literally are taking over. Well, joining think, us uh, is uh, not a human, not a machine. Al King from uh, Cloquet. Uh, hey, Mr. Repulsive, uh, why why even chatting with us uh, fraudulent people who <laughs> steal all your money? <laughs> well, because you guys do the right thing. You actually expose what these politicians are really doing behind the scenes, how they're voting, because they don't want us to know how they're voting. They like to keep that stuff secret. And you do a wonderful job of actually comparing what bills they're voting on um, that the Democrats actually produce. And boy, it's surprising. Our Democrat, our Republicans almost vote identically to Democrats in this area here sometimes. And it's just horrible. Yeah. I mean, look at the Senate Republicans uh, had uh, all failures in the last two years. So there's not a single Republican that's voting on our scorecard, which is really easy to pass. All you got to do is vote for less government, expand freedom, and you'll pass. And they all fail it. And they vote with the Democrats. So, yeah, we expose it. But, you know, one of the things that – and this guy is just slandering us and lying about us, which is really fascinating. Um, Dawson, why don't you pull up our uh, website? I just use one of the links of the articles, and then you can back off of it when we get to that part of the program. But if you just go to actionforliberty.com, and one of the, th the things this goon said about us is, well, they only attack Republicans, just look at their website. <laughs> and he found an article of us, you know, probably rightfully calling out a Republican for mm -hmm. something. But this is the front of our website. You know, stop the anti-gun agenda by the Democrats. Scroll yeah. down. Let's see. Uh, other than talking about the corrupt uh, GOP Carlton Convention, there's wall stealing your surplus money there's sydney jordan a democrat go down there's the racist democrats that we wrote about 
Then the middle one, driver's license passed by Democrats in the far bottom right. How Democrats, uh, what's her name, Bolden, Liz Bolden wants to change campaign finance laws. Like, th- how does anyone believe this joker mm-hmm. that all we do is attack Republicans? Like, you just go to her website. And it's all basically attacks against Democrats other than Carleton County, which rightfully deserves it. Right. Well, and talk about Christian principles. It's not very Christian to talk about someone behind their back and not give them the opportunity to rebut. Right. Which is exactly what Carleton County did. Yeah. Also, that's the story. That's one of, one of the parts of the story that's fascinating to me. So you and a group of uh, conservatives up there have been organized and you wanted us to come speak to your group. Is that correct? Yes, we made several attempts to do that, um, and each time we were denied um, by the temporary people that are running our BPOU. Uh, just so to correct a couple of things here, Tony um, stepped down. He was our uh, BPOU chairman for, for many years, um, and he would have allowed us to do that, and he wanted to, but he actually had to retire, and he retired about three months early, and then a temporary chair took over and um, by the name of David Peterson and he was the uh, deputy chair and we had no idea that they were going to take control of our party in the way that they did and really deny us our voice at our meetings and actually kind of have like a thuggish uh, meeting where I actually had uh, an individual try to start a fight with me who was <laughs> 30 years younger than me, about twice the size of me. And uh, it was just ridiculous what they're doing. And they did the same thing at our convention where they had two big, huge men, uh, one of whom is uh, Pete Stauber's personal armed security guard, uh, act as security right in front of where we have to enter, come and go into the convention, really Mm -hmm. intimidating people. Yeah, that's the tactic they use all the time. Is right, and it seems very unnecessary. Looking at the convention, looking at the size of the crowd, it doesn't seem like you guys need to be overseen by some big guys. It seems crazy. It seems like they just want yeah. to uh, control and have the have the power of the meeting. Yeah, well, hell, half the people in that room are like politicians or the wives of politicians or staffers of politicians or last name Stauber. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, like, honestly, I was like, should we even talk about this today? Because it's like, there's really not a lot of people that are hearing the message. But I've heard rumors this uh, goon is going around to other conventions bad-mouthing us. So if people actually encounter this stuff, this guy's making a lot of false claims. Um, so, you know, one of the things that was so fascinating to me is, I don't recall Carleton County GOP thanking us for two months in 2021, focusing our attention on this guy, Mike Sundin, who was the Democrat that used to represent your district. Mike Sundin, you know, because he was um, uh, basically protecting Governor Walls' mercy powers. We're the only organization in 2021 that was actually going out against these vulnerable Democrats, exposing their record. And like every voter we hit, we hit the taverns which loved us by the way because they were being closed because of mike sundin and uh gas stations everything and then mike sundin doesn't run again for office and so republicans win with jeff dotseth where's the thank you for us door knocking every voter in that district instead they want to badmouth us how's that make you feel it makes me feel terrible especially when i I watched Jeff Dotset and his wife and his mother and father stand up when we were doing a roll call vote to stop that thug young man 
um, from spreading lies and deception about your organization. And I thought, wow, that's really something. You helped Jeff Dotset get elected, and now Jeff Dotset doesn't really feel that you should have an equal voice in speaking about what your organization does? That's yeah. silly. It is yeah. so silly. These guys are very ungrateful. Yeah, go ahead, William. Yeah, we got a couple comments oh, on Rumble real quick. Yeah. Um, so the first one, someone asked who the speaker was that we are hearing. I'm, I'm guessing you were talking about the, uh, the goon, Mitch Williamson. The goon, Mitch Williamson. Yeah, yeah he's a he's an establishment Republican staffer. Yeah. Um, you were telling me that. Uh, so he was a campaign manager or staffer or something with uh, Jim Schultz's attorney general. Um, campaign yep. yeah i believe he was the political director and, and he uh was it you that was telling me a story when he had to come to her because jim oh, schultz came me. over to, oh yeah he came over to our state fair booth which yep. by the way if you look at our state fair booth it was stopping tim walls right mm -hmm. actually it said literally dump walls yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh they only attack republicans i don't know have you had your state fair signs stolen <laughs> by the state fair the left-wing liberal uh state fair grounds like we have because mm -hmm. they don't like us going after walls. Yep. So um, he reluctantly had to come over when uh, Jim Schultz did. Right. Exactly. Jim Schultz, he realized we, we had a huge crowd at the State Fair every single second of the day during the entire time that we were there. Jim Schultz wanted to come over and talk to our people because he knew he had to win their votes. And, uh, yeah, I saw his uh, his buddy Mitch there. Mitch was, uh, you know, sitting on the Sitting on the side, he was uh, pretty unhappy that he had to <laughs> interact with us at all. You know, he thinks he's better than us. And I'd like to know whoever put him up to this presentation right. because this isn't a presentation that this guy made. This is something that he's a pawn being put up to it. Yeah, I don't, I've never even heard this guy's name until uh, this video came out. We were like, who is this guy? But, uh, you know, it's fascinating. One of the attacks and lies about, well, actually, this isn't a lie. We are being investigated by the campaign finance law because of the Republican Party of Minnesota. They filed a complaint against us. So as they're <laughs> while they, while by the way they lose an election to the Democrats, so they come after the conservatives actually moving the ball down the field, and they file an erroneous complaint against us, and now we're locked up with a bunch of walls, political hacks, political appointees, and yep. the campaign finance board. It's interesting. But what's really fascinating is you know he's staff or campaign manager. Was he campaign manager for? I don't think he was the campaign manager, okay. but he he was had a big role in the campaign yeah i mean the the uh, jim schultz campaign is under a massive campaign finance violation right now yeah the biggest right? in minnesota history the biggest right in, like minnesota history it's like so for them to levy something like that at us is ridiculous uh we got one more comment okay. uh razzle dazzles says what did i miss at work but multitasking again today well thanks well, we for can't watching razzle dazzle at we work. can't just repeat the whole thing <laughs> i mean you gotta go back and watch l l's on on a roll here <laughs> you don't want to miss l's commentary so l um you guys are seem pretty irate because we've been denied the ability to speak but how does this guy get on the agenda i mean this has nothing to do with carlton county yeah it's really crazy um in fact carrie heinzman as you notice was up there gaveling repeatedly uh telling us that we're going to get kicked out if we even question anything that's going on in our um, convention, even though she isn't even supposed to be there running our convention, she's violating our um, orders that uh, strictly state that anyone that's on the executive committee has no right, no jurisdiction over local affairs with respect to BPOUs in the congressional districts. But yet when we got there, she's sitting up there with a the gavel in her hand, ready to take over our BPOU convention. And she repeatedly threatened us when we tried to make points of order 
um, and tried to have fair time to talk. And when it comes to knowing what was on the agenda, we were not given any agendas at all. We were yeah. supposed to get it in advance, days in advance, and they denied that to us. Yeah, we so see we that all the We see that tactic all the time. They never get the agendas. Dawson, bring up a still frame of the fir- the video here because um, that's an interesting point. So Carrie Heintzman, she's uh, married to Representative Josh Heintzman. Um, right. Heintzman's kind of a rhino. I, I, guy mm-hmm. should have been more conservative. I don't I don't know what happened to that guy because um, we knew him before he was even a legislator. So yeah. Carrie's on the right. So wife of a Republican legislator. Also, if you guys are wondering who Josh Heintzman is, uh, he's the one that was infamously – or is is known for that video of a legislator door knocking Eric Mortensen's wife trying to convince her to not mm-hmm. vote for her husband. It's such a hilarious video. Mm-hmm. I think we got it on YouTube. Go back to that still frame. So that's Carrie Heintzman on the right. Behind this goon uh, is Diane Johnson. So that's the wife of Bri- Representative Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. So running your convention are not only two wives of politicians. Neither one of them are from Carleton County because she, uh, Diane Johnson, comes up from Isani County, and yep. and then um, Carrie Heintzman comes over from Brainerd area, so Crowing County. So Crow it's like, County. yeah. So you're getting two people, and then this this uh, Mitch guy. I mean, he's not from Carleton County either. So basically, yep. running your convention and trash talking the one organization that actually puts their money where their mouth is at, which is another funny thing is they attack us for uh, like Jake pockets, all the money. It's like, (laughs) that's a ridiculous claim. This is proof. We actually do something. We do exactly what we're going to say we're going to do. And we appreciate the supporters of action for Liberty for funding these things because then we can hold these guys accountable. And then, you know, it's up to Mike Sundin if he wants to run again for a reelection and he chose the easier path. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to drop out of politics. Good. See ya. Bye bye, Mike. It's Republican held (laughs) district now. Um, so I guess w- what came of this whole convention? They just steamrolled you? Oh, yes. They just steamrolled over us. Um, like I said, they had their goon armed men there. Uh, one of them even wearing a military green style shirt that actually had a military insignia on it, which is in violation of federal uh, election laws. And, and that would have been, uh, I believe, Pete Stauber's uh, personal guard that he has. And they really had stacked all the cards up against us because they did several things. One, they moved the meeting to a Friday night instead of Saturday morning when more yep. people that have children and so forth can attend. Yeah, so yeah. They cut we've seen that one before. Orders. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. They did that dirty little tactic. And then they, you know, tried to deliberately spread smear us in various ways, um, saying untruths about our people. Right there, uh, the, the, the individual that worked to get was uh, running against our treasurer actually made the statement that the gal that we had running for treasurer did not show up for any of our BPOU meetings. Mm. Well, that was a total absolute lie. She not only showed up multiple times, but she you can look on the back of her flyer. We had photographs of her working multiple areas in, in the parades, in the mm-hmm. fundraising activities, in the meet and greets for candidates. And the individual, Gary, who was running, opposing our candidate, um, he never did any of those things. Right. So those are some of the tactics that they would do to us. Uh, so the individuals that were delegates that were voting had no idea who we really were. And they tried to make it sound like we were taking over the entire party when, in fact, it was the Miller family 
whom uh, practically runs everything right now in our BPOU, uh, mother, daughter, father, and sister, <laughs> and all the way up to the state central committee. So let me tell you, um, this is crazy. We no longer have a voice from the grassroots. These people want to stack power. They're trying to change the um, rules that we have on our bylaws and in uh, relating directly to the CD8 executive committee where they're going to allow themselves here at our next CD8 convention to try and pass an amendment that will allow them to be able to merely appoint two individuals four total from the two top seats and give them voting rights as if they were elected by the delegates from the local BPOUs. So what happens when they do that is they will be taking away the individual voice from the BPOUs where we want to be able to decide who we want to be on these committees. And these are important committees because they decide who the candidates are gonna be, where the money's gonna go to for those candidates. And it's a whole host of things. So they're stacking and conserving power to themselves in a way that we've never seen before. And it is really downright evil. Yeah. And, you know, I guess that's the big story here um, is that this is just very anti-grassroots. Um, yes. The Democrats are the anti-grassroots party. It's interesting because the Democrats used to be a grassroots party. But everyone knows that the, 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 the rig, the rig system against Bernie Sanders two election cycles in a row. You end up with Hillary Clinton, the most corrupt politician ever, and then you end up with a guy who campaigned from his basement that's been in politics for 46 years to go against Donald Trump. And Bernie Sanders' big grassroots movement, obviously very bad, but they get they get just plowed over by the Democrat higher-ups. And that same thing is now happening in the Republican ranks. They want to get rid of it, at least the Republicans – have got some semblance of grassroots. Donald Trump never would have been president if uh, they were a, top, a complete top-down approach. And that's where they're going, is they're going the direct direction of the Democrat Party. What do you got for me, William? So I got uh, one new comment on Rumble and one new comment on YouTube. So okay. uh, Razzle Dazzle's on... Whoa, whoa, Razzle Dazzle's had his or her comment? What is Razzle I'm assuming Dazzle? it's a her. Okay. It sounds like a her name. All right, well, I'm not going to recap it for you, Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> No, no, this is a separate comment. <laughs> I'm just giving her crap. Um, are these we might have misgendered uh, Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> we don't know. That's your name, Razzle Dazzle. We don't know. <laughs> now someone's going to start. I bet Brad Ganser's going to be like, I'm going to start a, a Rumble account called It's Pat. We actually got another comment from Brad Ganser on YouTube. Of course I'll get we to did. that in a minute. Um, are these moles or just government establishment slash swamp power hungry people? I'm not sure what she means by moles, but I'll go, go ahead. <laughs> oh boy. That's a really good question. Um, I really believe it's both. Um, Carrie Heinzman and her husband are definitely working to concentrate power in their hands and with their buddies and their pals. And uh, also it's quite possible that we have a lot of Democrats are infiltrating our party and trying to build themselves a system. Yeah, I think that's very much true. I think actually this globalist agenda, this left-wing globalist agenda, um, part of what they want to do is infiltrate both parties. I think that's absolutely happening. It's very nefarious. The other thing is that area, Carlton County, used to be a Democrat district. So what happened to these yep. Democrats? Did they just disappear? No, they became Republicans, but 
did they really become Republicans or is that just a political convenience? Mm -hmm. So I think that's definitely happening with politicians because you definitely aren't getting represented very well. Certainly Jason Rarick, your senator, is not voting well. So, and Pete Stauber, I mean, I'm shocked he came to the convention. Uh, Wasn't he, isn't he too busy giving all of our tax money over to Ukraine, (laughs) you know, because that's very important. That's pro-America. Yeah. Uh, What other comments we got here? Yeah. Um, so we got a, another comment on Rumble, and then I'll head over to YouTube. So Tucker ninety one makes a very good point. By the way, He's your a, comments on Rumble get re, Rumble get read first here because YouTube is <laughs> terrible. Yes. There's there's this censoring big tech platform. The only reason we post on YouTube because it doesn't cost us anything. And Brad Ganser, I guess, goes to YouTube still. I'm gonna give that guy <laughs> so much crap. He he should come into the studio. Um, you know, L. Before we go to this comment, this reminds me of big tech censorship, right? Like, oh, yes. yeah, like, don't let Action for Liberty speak to the group. Let's just have our narrative, the official narrative. Right. It's just what right. it's what they do when it comes to, uh, you know, COVID. They say we only allow things that are incongruent with the or is congruent with the World Health Organization. That's literally YouTube's policy. And so we get silenced because it's misinformation. So apparently uh carlton county is the deciders of what's misinformation they will Mm -hmm. silence our view all right let's read this comment yeah so uh until we get real conservatives in leadership donate directly to your preferred candidates the party will just waste your donations on fancy cocktail dinners and flowers and i should also add they'll waste it on hiring speakers like this (laughs) yeah (laughs) to go to your bpou convention and trash conservative groups like action for liberty Mm -hmm. yeah i know and 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 they accuse us of like infidelity when it comes to finances you know one of the things is they attack me actually getting paid by our board of directors and it's like last i checked him and joe p also pays their staff don't they isn't that a (laughs) prudent thing to do pay pay your staff so um the the thing that they do is not add much benefit to the conservative movement they literally lost all the elections and we'll get into how they're just screwing up the messaging when it comes to the surplus whereas in groups like us i mean like we got this whole stack of uh, lit we got a bunch left over because lit you, you waste but like we were up just north of carlton county and then in carlton county going after mike sundin these rural democrats very vulnerable exposing these people to their voters exactly what we told people we're going to do we did it that's probably how we found you, Al. I don't know. Did we do door knock you during that campaign? <laughs> well, kind of in a way. Uh, you you door knocked on uh, a friend of mine, Brian Kloos, who oh, was okay. a, a candidate of ours that was running. And uh, he started talking to me about your organization when I was down um, in Rochester as, as a alternate, but a seated alternate. Mm. And, uh, you know, that really caught my ear and I wanted to know more and more. And I started reading about you and I didn't listen to what uh, our uh, our Republican Party was trying to brand and label you before I watched your videos and read more about you. So, you know, and that's one of the things that the Democrats do is they like to brand and label people names uh, right Mm -hmm. off the bat, right out of the gate so that people have an unreal um, vision of who you are. And that's exactly what the Republican Party did to you at our convention, and they continue to do statewide to your organization. And I find that just horrible. You know, if, if you want to know about somebody, hey, go to their website, talk to them, find out mm-hmm. what they have. 
don't let somebody else put a bug in your ear before you check out yourself. Yeah, well, it's interesting. They mention our website, and they lie about what's even on that. So mm-hmm. anyone can just go to it and see it themselves. All right, what's our YouTube comment? Uh, we actually got another one over on YouTube. So starting with Brad, um, I want to know what can be done to repair this fracture in our party. You know, it's a fair question. Uh, here's the Star Tribune, and they just wrote, if you can zoom in uh, here, Dawson, it's the feuding factions that um, you're not zooming in, so I can't read it. Uh, unsettled state GOP. Our GOP is run by just such a corrupt guy who basically, it's amazing he got reelected, David Hand. Corrupt chair, David Han. Um, and, uh, you know, the, I guess I guess the thing is, the, the establishment, they always say we need to unite. Of course, Exhibit A, that they don't actually believe that, right? Yep. But they always say we must unite. But what they're saying is you must come and do what we want, which is basically moderate and become l- Democrat lights. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, let's unite. How about you join us and actually move – the ball down the conservative field. They never want to do that. The GOP literally is always going to be feuding as long as people like them are in charge who really don't care about the principles of the conservative party. They just care about the prestige of being in some bit of power. And they get invited to the dinners and the lobbyists like them and all that kind of stuff. They hobnob. Mm-hmm. They like the status quo. We are absolutely against the status quo because we're losing our damn country. Just to give you a good case example, David Han, which is the party leader here in Minnesota, in the heat of the campaign season, he went out there and said the official talking point of GOP candidates is that abortion is a constitutionally protected right. He said that. And I'm just thinking like every pro-life Republican in the state should have been like, what on earth are you saying? But they'll sell out the conservatives in a hot minute. They actually mm-hmm. cut off the data for, I think, was it a half a dozen conservative candidates? GOP-endorsed candidates. They cut off the data access for them before the primary because they want to get their own establishment pick guys passed. And uh, mm-hmm. William could probably do a whole long show about what they did against Tom DePel, which is <laughs> no the, kidding. the deciding vote for the Senate staying in Republican hands, and they screwed that up. And then Tom DePel wins in a 20-point margin, and the establishment guy, the ones they all wanted to win, then goes and endorses the Democrat. Tony Jurgens is the reason we have full Democrat control in yeah. Minnesota. And these Republicans are lecturing us about conservative values? That's unbelievable. Only these nimrods would even believe themselves. Maybe they don't believe themselves. Maybe they just mm-hmm. know they're spewing lies. So anyhow, Brad, the only way to fight back against this, grassroots have got to do what a lot of people are doing, and they're rising up. Al, you got steamrolled over in this convention, but we're getting lots of reports that conventions all over the place are actually ending in a huge success. And so there are a lot of grassroots conservatives that are winning. They're becoming GOP leaders in their local area, and they're becoming state central delegates. Go ahead, William. What's the other comment? Uh, we actually got a few more. Uh, Al, do you got uh, time? I, I told you like 10 minutes. Uh, apparently, we're getting a lot of comments, so we'll keep – are you fine staying on? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. All right. All right. Let's awesome. read the next comment then. Uh, so we did misgender Razzle Dazzle. I am so <laughs> sorry, Razzle Dazzle. So, but you got to admit with that name. <laughs> well, actually, it's Aaron Rasmus who came over on YouTube. He's oh, like, that's no, me over on Rumble. Bad. Aaron's good mm. people. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, Aaron, um, you could you can understand. You, we, you'd be with us on that one. You can understand why we thought Razzle Dazzle was a female. But, yes, 
Aaron yep. Rasmus is a male. Yes. Okay. Um, Farm Girl 1980 says CD8 is the swamp. Mm-hmm. Farm Girl's very wise. I'll put it that way. Uh, Al, let's speak about that. What's happening in CD8? Congressional District 8, where uh, Pete Stauber uh, is the con- congressman. Um, or is he a congressman of Ukraine? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you tell me. Um, you know, I'll tell you, my first experience dealing with him was when we had um, a caucus meeting last year. And he came and gave his real quick spiel, you know, bragging about what he's going to do and so on. And I have no problem with that. But about 15, 20 of us in the room had our hands up and we wanted to ask him a couple questions about, you know, what he's doing and why he did these particular things. And he absolutely had zero time to answer any of our questions, none whatsoever. So he just got up and walked out and the next candidate spoke and I actually had a chance to ask questions. So did everybody else, which is the way it should be. You have the right to ask the people that you got elected questions about what they're doing, why they're doing it. And so I made a quick statement. I said, you know, hey, I want to thank you for allowing me to ask you a couple of questions here. That's really the way it should be. And it's terrible that Mr. Stauber just walked out of the room with all of us holding (laughs) our hands up like we didn't mean anything to him, even though we helped him get elected. And after I said that, I was confronted in a very loud verbal confrontation from um, the gentleman who is now heading our BPOU, um, Darren Miller. Mm. And let me tell you, I was just shocked to have someone get in my face, literally, and tell me I had no right to ask or to say what I did, and I had no right to ask questions of our elected officials. (laughs) Of of the guy that works for you? You can't, like, the representative of you? You don't have a right to ask them a question? Mm -hmm. I've actually had this happen to me when I was in – the old SD 54, which is now 41, um, Danny McNamara was my state rep, and I went to a BPOU meeting, and it was just like uh, at a Perkins or something like that. It was just like eight people, and Danny came in, and he was spewing all his like propaganda about how great Republicans are at the Capitol, and they were in the majority then. And so I fired back at him because I think he increased the bonding bill or something like that. And the BBLU chairwoman's like, hey, this isn't the time or place. I go, what, what the hell are you talking <laughs> about? This, this is their politician. He works for us. We need to hold this guy accountable. And I can't address this anywhere. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, I made sure I uh, saved those comments for the uh, actual endorsing convention that came up a little later. <laughs> he wasn't very happy about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then stood up uh, saying, I, I don't endorse the guy yeah. they want to do by acclamation. You got to <laughs> let these guys know, right? Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that wasn't in that video that we shared uh, that I found very funny was uh, this Mitch guy. He tried to invoke Trump. He tried to, uh, you know, try to make it seem like Action for Liberty and Eric Mortensen are never Trumpers, that we don't like Trump. It's like, in what world? That would be news to me. If Action for Liberty was anti-Trump, that would be shocking. I'm the biggest Trump guy in the world. Uh, Al, what did you think about uh, him invoking Trump in that way when it's these rhinos that are doing it? really thought that that was terrible i knew they did that on purpose to try to garner a few extra votes for mm-hmm. their candidates and uh, boy that was something else you know you had no voice in any of that whatsoever and just the fact that they didn't allow you to have a voice speaks 
very loudly of the corruption within our own BPOU. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's fine. Don't let us come speak. Just don't have it on the agenda. But if you're going to allow some goon from St. Paul to come up and speak for 15 minutes mm-hmm. about organization and we can't even correct the record, I mean, like, you're no better than big tech. Yep. That's what you are. You're big tech. You're silencing, you're silencing the opposite side. Right. Which is something we're supposed to be against. But, of course, they're not against it. They're for the status quo. Right. All right, Al, appreciate you joining. we got some other stuff we've got to talk about. Um, so best of luck for you guys. I know you were going to have me up there. When does Gordy's open? That, maybe I should time my visit with Gordy's opening for the season. You know, usually when it gets above 45 degrees, I think. Oh, it's not a date <laughs> specific. It's always it's sometime, in the, sometime in the spring it normally is, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I'll come up and – I like their fish, actually. That, that's that's. I mean, they push yeah. it a lot, but obviously, world class burgers. Very, very good joint. Gordy's right up the main strip on, uh, I guess, the north side of town. Right, you got to go through that's the. Uh, yeah, you got to go through the new part of town uh, to get to Gordy's up on the hill. All right, thank you very much for joining us, Al. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about some of these articles you've been writing about here. Uh, well, this one actually was you, Jesse. Yep. Um, so we had. Um, a budget surplus or we've had a budget surplus you know if i'm counting i'm thinking the budget surplus has been here for i don't know eight years or something like that i don't mm. recall action for liberty existing with a budget deficit mm-hmm. or a balanced budget maybe it's always been a budget surplus and republicans never gave it back when they were in charge never yep so um now we have another budget surplus, and Democrats are in complete control of our government. Why don't you pull up the article about this surplus? We'll dive into the numbers. This is the first surplus, by the way, Jesse, where the inflation was calculated in the expense category. Yep. But how much do they owe you? Yep, $20 billion, or $21 billion, $8,000 a piece. It's pretty insane how much of our money uh, they're holding on to. This is our overtaxed money. That's the definition of a surplus. It means it was overtaxed. Uh, this number continues to grow. As you can see up there, we also include the budget reserves. That's how we come to that number. Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, let's zoom in there real quick. These are right the, because the mainstream media they, they don't give us the full information. Yeah, you'll see the mainstream media says it's seventeen and a half billion dollars, and that's using the inflation uh, calculated. And there's actually been some new spending, but they put a cash flow in the budget reserves account. Now there's probably a need for a little bit of a cash flow account. For some reason, they actually merged those two line items together mm-hmm. in this document. But the budget reserves are about at least $2.8 billion, $3 billion. So the government's holding on to like $3 billion of your money, not giving it back. Like, what are they using it for? And I say Mm -hmm. this to everyone all the time. It's a rainy day fund, according to politicians. But the biggest rainy day we've ever had, I don't know, was a global pandemic, and they never tapped in to the budget reserves. So what rainy day fund do they see coming where they need to confiscate $3 billion of our money and hold on into a government account Mm -hmm. that's fraud man that's complete fraud oh yeah the taxes are already too high you know so not only is it unaffordable it's just ridiculous that they think that they have uh the right to hold on to this money uh the rainy day fund is a complete joke because our state is already over over budgeted we have too much money in the government's hands we could do a lot of cutting and we would be just a-okay there'd be no problem we could cut out all the cronyism all the lobbyists all the spending that's you know, useless. There's a lot of stuff to cut, and our government has way too much of our own money. Go back to that article there, Dawson. On the right hand, if you scroll up and go to actionforliberty.com, you can read the article, but scroll up a little bit. See that petition on the right side, give it back. 
we've been running this, you know, petition for years because basically they've continued to run surpluses. The reason the surplus is so large right now is not just because they're collecting this revenue over expenses, but they've been doing it for all these other years and it just keeps rolling over. So this problem has never been resolved and it just keeps growing, growing and larger and larger. Mm -hmm. um, in this article, if you scroll down in it, they, you allude to a move that happened on the Senate floor yesterday on SF 1499. This is yep. Bill Liskey's um, bill. By the way, speaking of uh, Republican establishment going after conservatives, they were going after Bill Liskey. They didn't want him. They wanted their Pfizer jab, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, yes, establishment right. hack uh, to win that primary. Yep. But Liskey prevailed and became a senator. Um, so SF 1499, if you just click on that right there, um, this what this bill is titled. This is kind of clever. It's called the Governor Tim Walls Reform Check Act of 2023. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what it would do is it give you back forty four hundred dollars per couple right away, right of your money, which is, I think, at some point what Governor Tim Walls said he would do. Yeah. They got one Democrat on board, John Hoffman, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, Senator John Hoffman signed onto the bill, as you can see right there. He is listed as an author, which means that that means that he should be supporting that bill if it comes up for a vote. So what happened yesterday, Jesse? Yep, exactly. Liskey co uh, goes up. He says, let's bring this out of committee. Let's bring this onto the floor. And what does Senator John Hoffman do? He sides with the Democrats. He caves to the pressure. He doesn't vote to give us our surplus back. Uh, John Hoffman, it's obvious that he's just a liar, uh, that he wants to show this to the uh, people. He says, oh, look, see, I'm fighting to get your tax money back. And then all of a sudden, when the time comes, when he has the opportunity to do it, he's nowhere to be found. He's voting with the Democrats. Yes, yes. Literally yesterday, the Senate could have passed a bill to give back your some of your surplus money, not all mm -hmm. of it, but some of your surplus money which, quite frankly, there's some more bills needed after this one. Right, and but, like you said, Tim Walls campaigned on yeah, doing this. Yeah, campaigned on doing it. So where are the Democrats supporting it? And literally, they argue, and uh, it was Senator Ann put me to rest, argued <laughs> that, well, this is just going to get wrapped up in the omnibus tax bill. So months mm -hmm. down the road, in some bill none of them are going to read, that's illegal, according to our Constitution, um, that's where you're going to get. So, by the way, I know you're hurting financially. You know, they always talk about the pain of their constituents, but we're just going to hold on to the surplus money a little bit longer yeah. because it's not politically expedient for us at this time. Mm -hmm. What a bunch of frauds. And that's literally from the mouth of Senator and put me to rest. Yep. So, um, so that fails. Let's go to the Senate Republicans who at nine 30 this morning had a, um, press conference. Yeah. So they decided to take our talking points and have a give it back campaign. <laughs> yep. uh, there you go. Give it back. I think our graphics a little bit better. What do you think? I think so, too. Yeah. I think, <laughs> that, you know, they got some work to do. They got some work to do. All right. Give it back. Tax relief for today and tomorrow. It's, it's amazing to me. And, you know, I guess this is why, in the end, you send some goon up to Carleton County to trash talk us because we actually call out the BS on both sides of the aisle. And here's the BS on their side. So give it back. Sounds great. Yeah. Of course, that's actually what Action for Liberty is calling. Give it back. We say give it all back. They don't. Let's yep. scroll down. This is their plan. Scro I think you got to scroll all the way. So they want to stop taxing seniors, eliminate the Social Security income tax. Just to yep. give you an update on that. Democrats are already two-thirds on board with getting rid of Social Security tax. They just don't want the wealthier um, – well, I shouldn't put it that way – the higher income or the well what's the word w wealthier i guess is the right term the ones at the top echelon getting mm -hmm. uh relief on social security which is wrong 
Democrats are wrong on that. Yeah. But they're already two thirds away in agreement on this one. I'm gonna. The reason I'm bringing this up is we're gonna read a tweet from uh, from a former Republican about that. So then scroll down. Permanent ongoing income tax relief, which really is a different issue when you think about it. Yeah. Because we're talking about giving the money they already have. Right. You Separate know what? ideas. William, we actually have that graphic. Give it back with a piggy bank. Did they steal our graphic? <laughs> I didn't have a yellow background. wouldn't put it past them. Uh, it looks slightly better than their other graphics, so yeah, very well should, could be ours. Use that one. Yeah, we had that same piggy bank. I'm sure it's just uh, one you could buy up a. Yeah, I'm sure it's a stock image. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Scroll down to the bottom. They get in the nuts of it. Here we go. Give it back. One-time tax relief to deliver the one-time surplus to taxpayers. Eight point five billion dollars in relief. Jesse, remind me mm-hmm. again. What was the amount of the surplus money that they confiscated from that us? That was twenty-one billion, and it says five billion dollars in rebates on the bottom there of the uh, graphic right there, which means that only five billion dollars of this surplus is what the GOP is fighting to give us back. It's ridiculous. It shows how bad they are ne- at negotiating, like you said. If this is the place where they start at, if this is the point where they're saying this is what we're fighting for, and they think that they might have to moderate with the Democrats to get a deal. This is the starting point, not even giving us everything. It's ridiculous. It shows how uh, corrupt and inept these uh, Senate Republicans are. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like mystified on it. What, what about all the rest of the money? Yep. Your big dream. And, and by the way, these are dreams. You're in the minority because you're undoing. Mm-hmm. You're in the minority. None of this is going to pass. Why not shoot for the stars? Why right. not go to giving it all back? Don't you principally believe in giving it all back? Mm-hmm. Apparently they don't. They only believe that a fraction of the surplus, it's under 50%. Yeah. Eight and a half billion is under 50%. Even if you take their numbers, 17 and a half right. billion. Right, Bill Liskey's bill was better yeah. than this. Bill Liskey's bill was better right. than this. So they just voted on something uh, that was even better than what they're offering right here. So uh, now that they you know, have to you know, push their own plan, they're pushing something that's watered down from the Liskey plan. Go ahead. Uh, we got a, a bunch of comments to catch up on. All right, let's catch up on some comments. So, uh, get fired up on the surplus because, yeah, you know, there's a lot of firearms I still want to buy, you know, (laughs) so (laughs) I want my money back, (laughs) right? Because essentially, taxation is Jake's, it it decreases Jake's firearm purchases, Mm, which is the evil trick they're playing on me. That's Walls knows that, right? They just got to hold you off long enough so that they can ban them first and then they'll give you your money, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, so. A rustic gal says Ventura gave money back to taxpayers when he had a surplus. That's probably true. one of the few good things. Rustic that he did. gal, mm-hmm. we have got the coolest names of supporters and followers. <laughs> I mean, true. I kind of want it. Farm girl, rustic gal. I kind of want to meet our. Uh, they're probably all mm. Jesse fans too, by the way. <laughs> Don't forget Razzle Dazzles. Uh, speaking of, we got a few comments from Razzle Dazzles. Wait, so very. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that's a that's a dude. That's Aaron. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Aaron with an A. But she she is right that Jesse right. Ventura did give back uh, a lot of the surplus money, and it was a very popular move. Who doesn't want their own money back? So uh, mm-hmm. it just takes some common sense to be able to do that. Unfortunately, Jesse Ventura's mind's completely fried, and he endorsed uh, Tim Walls, who's not giving back to surplus. So yep. great job there, Jesse. <laughs> Go back to Mexico. Isn't that where hey, he lives? You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, he does live in Mexico <laughs> part-time, too. But, you know, right. anyone that exposes 9-11... I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> I'll, I'll forgive anyone who uh, exposes yeah, that. We can't get into that today. Even right. someone who pushes vaccines and masks. <laughs> well, I, I don't think did, uh, did he, he ever... push masks. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He, no, he was one of the people who was like violently pro-vaccine and pro-mask. He's like, uh, yeah, the, he's, he's like the ra- he's like the left of Rage Against the Machine. Like mm-hmm. that's the funniest thing ever. Rage Against yeah. the Machine. 
the name rage against the machine and then they're like you can't come to our concerts unless you're vaccinated like hello hello mm-hmm. do you see what you're doing here yeah right. no it, it is funny though i think we don't have enough time to really get into the jesse ventura thing but it is funny how he was the conspiracy theorist guy and then when it came on uh, when covid came and everybody became a conspiracy theorist he started to uh, join with the establishment i think it's just because he's old and he uh, didn't want to die of covid but you know it is what it is <laughs> Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> so Razzles Dazzles says much of surplus is due to reduced spending on education because there are less people enrolled uh, and health and human services per liberal press. Not California. Tr- not surplus, actually true. Not true. Um, because expenditures aren't the line item that changes revenues that have gone up. So when you get on those numbers, the surplus is basically the state keeps collecting more money from us which is something was obvious is inflation there's more money floating around the economy so it's getting taxed and coming in the government coffers mm-hmm. so that's actually what's driving up inflation the expenditures are still going up i just check in the other pages here yeah rumble's the popular one for comments today well that's good we got good um, people there uh he also says did not like senate republicans messaging this morning give it all back they should have just mm-hmm. ripped the statists yeah, it, it's exactly. un, yeah, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Like, how do you screw up that messaging? Mm-hmm. Right. All right, let's pull Especially up. Especially when up. they're saying "give it back," <laughs> you know, the, give it's, it, it's, it's in the name. Give, give it, some it back. back. Yeah, give some of it back. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah we exactly. That's what they're. That's what they're give selling us. Back. Give us less than half. Yeah, you give know, that's what that's what they're pushing. Um, and they'll probably give it to people that don't even pay taxes. Pull yeah. up the uh, Paul Gazelka tweet. I, I don't really like to beat up on people left politics because quite frankly i just don't care about you anymore mm-hmm. and that was my mood with paul gazelka but someone brought it to my attention the guy's still active and still bad-mouthing organization and other good groups um but he apparently wants to stay relevant um so paul gazelka was a senate majority leader for four years yeah four years and uh represented uh the gull lake area and he writes Republican legislators in Minnesota should trade support for a bonding bill for the complete elimination <laughs> of tax and Social Security in Minnesota. Dems can't pass a bonding bill without help from the GOP minorities. This is a fair trade. This is why <laughs> Republicans lose. Yep. This is his grand idea. And mm-hmm. he's right. To pass a bonding bill, which for those of you that don't know what that is, that's the debt bill. That's how Minnesota goes further into debt. They, they, they pass a bill and they're usually in the billions of dollars right now this one will be a couple billion dollars and all it is is debt that then gets uh, issued as bonds and people buy up those bonds right Mm -hmm. they like them because they're tax exempt status so what he is doing is he's saying the one leverage point that republicans have is to pass a bonding bill you need three-fifths 60 percent and democrats don't have 60 percent in either chamber Mm -hmm. so they need republican votes so the big thing he wants republicans using as leverage Mm -hmm. of all the things out there it's to get that last third of the social security tax Mm -hmm. not that we're against that by the way of course you want to get rid of the social security tax but i don't know i can think of a couple other things how about like the never again bill paul gazelka Mm -hmm. so governor walls can never shut down our economy again how about that how about stop vaccine mandates so they can never force vaccination on minnesotans Mm -hmm. how about give it all back how about every dime of the surplus comes back to people otherwise you don't get a bonding bill yep. am i speaking too loud dawson he's like 
Dawson's watching the Yamaha dials go up and down. <laughs> Sorry, I get really animated on this stuff. How about give it all back, Paul Gazelka? This is why you lost in politics all the time. This is why we were so tough on you when you were a senator. Because you keep caving to the Democrats. You are the worst negotiator on the planet. You don't mm -hmm. start from a position that's already two-thirds of what they agreed on. Yeah. You start way over here. And then you end up in the negotiations coming somewhere here. But mm -hmm. at least you win. Yep. It's unbelievable. These guys are just so terrible. Yeah, mm -hmm. so do you think the Senate GOP is going to push this uh, – issue into the bonding bill do you think they're going to or you know the surplus do you think that they'll try to force that issue into the bonding bill i don't know man i think we are the ones that have to force it people don't understand mm -hmm. this to end walls and mercy powers in the end we had to actually phone call voters of republican senators that, yeah. that's where the battle ended up like we were door knocking all these democrats right like mike sundin up in carlton county and in the end of the day the republicans were the ones that could have stopped the emergency powers by just refusing to pass the budget and yeah. Gazelka passed 90% of the budget, Tim Walz's budget, 90, they, they increased, uh, Keith Allison's pay by 17%. Mm -hmm. They increased the budget for Keith Allison. Yeah. So they stopped, they passed 90% of Tim Walz's budget. And then what do they do? They finally get an end of emergency powers. And then when he was running for governor, he's claiming, yeah, I'm the one that stopped emergency powers. Bullshit. <laughs> we had to, like, go after you guys just to get this thing done. They mm -hmm. are the worst negotiators on the planet. Actually, maybe they're not bad negotiators. Maybe they just aren't conservative. Yeah. That's always possible. Right. They're literally not conservative. We mm -hmm. got a photo. I don't We don't have it readily available of Jeremy Miller, who was the successor of Paul Gazelka, with a selfie with Joe Biden when he got in uh, – elected president of the United States yeah. congratulating Joe Biden. This is a Republican uh, majority leader in Minnesota, Jeremy Miller with a selfie with Joe Biden. And he writes, congratulations to our 46th president. How yeah. does that make you feel mega Jesse? <laughs> oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, we already knew that Miller was a rhino, but you know, when we find out that he's, uh, you know, really a Joe Biden supporter, when we find out he's taking pictures with uh, president Brandon, uh, you know, I'm not sure why he uh, decided to go and do that. It's pretty ridiculous, uh, but it's unbelievable. He's a rhino. Yeah. All right, let's squeeze a couple other stories in before we sign off, and then we'll read the comments at the end there, William. Uh, you got to talk about these water bottles in Minnesota. This yeah. Thing, uh, let's see here. This might be a thing of the past right here, this dangerous <laughs> item. This might be a thing of the past. We might no longer have this if Sidney Jordan gets her way. Tell us about this. Yeah, this this isn't just the assault water bottles. This is all water bottles they're trying to ban. So this is a big deal. Um, I saw what you did there. That was really well done. <laughs> I, I thank appreciate you, thank that. You. Um, so, yeah, Sydney Jordan, I think it's your representative, Jesse? Dawson. It's Dawson's representative. I can't keep those straight. Um, she introduced this piece of work uh, legislation, I think, maybe last week. It's it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a ban on the production and sale of water bottles in the state of Minnesota, uh, plastic water bottles. In fact, you could just scroll down. It's HF yeah. 1857, Dawson, and, I mean, the whole bill is right there. Yeah. Prohibition, a manufacturer, wholesaler, retailer is prohibited from selling or offering for sale bottled water in Minnesota. Yep, and that, that includes, you know, your sparkling water. It includes your flavored water. Um, that's how you get all everything the, that's marketed as water, supposedly. That's so. how you get all the suburban moms up in arms. <laughs> this is how we win, the GOP that's wins the right. suburbs back. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like it. Oh, so, man. 
Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the, you guys have seen the boxed water, right? The, the water that comes in boxes. You I guess that's be where Sydney. Me. No, no, no. It's cardboard. Cardboard to go with your paper straw. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Pull up an. You got an image of that. Pull up an image there, Dawson. Boxed water. Yeah. But see, That's like boxed future, wine man. still has a plastic reservoir in it. Has it got a plastic reservoir? Nah, as far as I know. Uh, Dawson, I mean, it's got to have like some kind of before, silicone coating or something. You think? Yeah, I've had I've had boxed water. Before. Is there like a, a like a plastic lining inside? Um. I wouldn't think so. I don't know. I didn't dive into the box itself, but. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, they'd, they'd obviously have to make it so Oh, it's like a... Oh, I don't know why I didn't see that. Like a milk carton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Seems weird. Yeah. I guess it's not as crazy as I thought. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking like cardboard like in a box. A bo well, I mean, look, the Democrats want to get rid of any kind of option of choice except yeah. the choice to murder your child, apparently. Yeah, that's the choice. They but um, it's all about compliance at the end of the day. Right. Like they have their worldview that they insist that everybody follows. And if you don't follow it, you're racist, bigot, anti-environment. What's another adjective we can throw in there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, they're just so militant about this. And oh, it's upsetting. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that there's some canned water out there. Uh, liquid death or something is what it's called. Liquid death is actually and, pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I got a theory, though. I'm starting to think that they must be big donors to Sidney Jordan's campaign because they would love <laughs> to take out the bottled water industry. So I'd like to dig into her campaign finance. I think there might be something there. Uh, we could do it on air. Oh, shoot. We were going to call her office uh, about this bill. Uh, we're running out of time. Shoot. I forgot about that in show prep. Oh, we're come on. We have to, unless we have other stuff we need to well, cover. Well, yeah, we got to talk about this. This is really stupid because this is actually a huge story. This is really stupid that we're waiting till the end to cover this story. But that's basically the news cycle. So over the weekend, a news story broke that basically a government report uh, found that the lab leak theory, which was a conspiracy theory back in the day, is actually probably likely the origins of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Yep. Some at least they're telling us the truth now. You know, it's something that we've known for a really long time. At least I've been willing to say since the beginning that it came from the lab. And there uh, have been lots of people like me who say it. They get silenced. They're not allowed to say it. You get called a racist. You get told that you're uh, anti-Chinese, that you're racist. And uh, <laughs> even though really it's just obvious that a lab that's designing coronaviruses is probably the place that this coronavirus came yeah. from, considering that it started in Wuhan. See, I actually don't think this is big news, Jake, because because when I saw this break over the weekend, it's like, oh, okay, we, we already, yeah, but everybody I, and their mother already knew did. this. Yeah, but I, 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 but I, I've had some is, liberals. Liberals are starting to say to me, yeah. you know, like, hey, look, you were right. I can't believe it. It actually did come from the lab. That, so, you know, for the people that require the news to tell them what to think, at least they're starting to wake up on this. Well, and that's probably going to be a rare incident because you still have liberals out there who tell you that masks save lives, even mm -hmm. though that we... We all know now that masks don't really work. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, I'm sure Facebook and YouTube are still going to remove videos that talk about this lab leak, mm -hmm. despite the fact that's true. It doesn't matter um, what the truth is. It's about maintaining this narrative. Mm -hmm. That's right. Let's pull up this article from back in uh, 2020 by National Geographic. I would say um, what you would consider maybe a reputable uh, reporting agency. I don't know if I call media anymore. <laughs> Fauci, no scientific evidence the coronavirus was made into a lab. Now, he's 
held this narrative even recently mm-hmm. with this uh, uh, investigation that came out or this uh, report that came out still saying that we will maybe never know the leak of the COVID-19 virus, which right. is like, why isn't this an important thing for government officials to uh, find? Like, that's a very important thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, maybe because we don't want this to ever happen again. Yeah. Trillions of dollars and millions of people die and we don't care about the origins of this thing. But this is how um, much of a liar this guy is, Anthony mm-hmm. Fauci. This is the uh, scientist that Trump used to have uh, standing in front of the podium. Well, and Fauci, you know, we all know that he was directing funding to, uh, you know, the Wuhan lab. Uh, It's all out there. Uh, He was connected with the World Economic Forum or the World Health Organization, WHO. Yeah. And also what's very interesting was the World Health Organization was having an investigation into China about this lab leak theory. This was a long time ago. And who was our representative for America? It was Peter Daszak, who was partnered with EcoHealth Alliance. Uh, a group that Fauci was funding to do this gain-of-function research. But this Peter Daszak, he wasn't even an American. This is a Brit. This is a British guy, a red coat. He was the one who was supposed <laughs> to be representing the United States. You know, how are we supposed to be represented when we don't even get a guy from our own country? And it's- As someone found the coronavirus in the wild, brought it to a lab, and then it accidentally escaped. So he denied, going back three years ago, that this thing was a lab leak. Yeah. This guy's been lying to us. For a long time, we all knew it. Uh, when I say we, like us, you know, people seeking truth, mm-hmm. which is hard because they would ban social media accounts that propose the lab leak theory, very yeah. infamously done with Brett Weinstein, who is one of the louder voices, you know, out there saying that this was a, most likely a lab leak. It never looked like evolutionary. Mm-hmm. It's actually very anti-science of them to even, you know, promote that theory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. William, I guess... It's not a big news story because to us it was already known and it's like just shows that we were right. But the fact that this doesn't get coverage and that the fact that these guys lied, like literally they should be in prison for their lies to the American public Mm -hmm. and nothing's going to be done about it. This thing got leaked from a Chinese uh, lab. Right. Well, and my point with the this isn't news is because nothing's going to change. That's fair. Well, and one thing that's interesting, China is still denying that it came from the lab. They're denying all of the reporting. And, you know, their initial thing was blaming the United States. They were saying that during the military games in Wuhan, that it was American soldiers who uh, spread COVID to uh, people in Wuhan. It's ridiculous. China is totally anti-America. And I was just reminding myself of a story where the uh, woman who is in charge of the Wuhan lab of the virology station for uh, you know, this gain of function research, Dr. Shi Zangeli, uh, she went missing. She was supposedly the uh, Batwoman, the, the Batwoman scientist of China. She went missing after the lab leak, after all of a sudden COVID was out there. She goes missing. She appears uh, weeks later after, and she made a statement saying, I really hope it didn't come from my lab. I need to do all of the research. Then she's missing for weeks, and she comes back with this uh, Chinese Communist Party talking points, the CCP stole her they uh you know gave her the talking points of what she needs to say she stuck to the script ever since uh, but it's amazing how they co-opted her and that she is not willing to uh, say the truth about this because if she does say the truth the ccp will kill her yeah yeah not pro freedom over there they're kind of no. like carlton county gop aren't they yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right let's read the comments the carlton we'll communist party yeah. <laughs> so um we we have a couple comments on in the comment section of the vi- of the video, which yeah. um, it's weird how Rumble has like the live. chat. Are you reading Facebook then... comments today? By the way, 
Yeah, we have one Facebook oh, okay. comment, but just um, didn't want to ignore that. Although Facebook rarely allows our videos to be seen. Well, it's from Jason Seaburn. He said, "Where did my comment go? Did you delete it? Are you zucking me?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Probably, Jason. I mean, honestly, it's Facebook is just so pathetic. It's real bad. So, by the way, that what you got to do is you got to just get an. Do you, you need an account on Rumble? Get a free account on Rumble. Just like you would have a YouTube account, which is linked to your Gmail or Google account. So get one on Rumble and follow us there. Do that right now. Get an account on Rumble. Follow us on Rumble. Because Rumble's the one. I mean, Dawson and I, we talk about their technical problems that they're having, which is probably because they expanded. They just opened up a new headquarters, I think. Was that Florida or something like that? Hmm. Um, but they're they're pro-free speech, at least from what we could tell. they've We've had zero issue with our speech, whereas in YouTube as silenced us or i'm sorry not silenced us they've um we don't actually see them suppressing our voice we just stopped building on there um but they've given us strikes because we went against their community standards facebook just outright shadow bans us like it's amazing we even get five or ten people watching our facebook videos because mm -hmm. how the hell do they see it you know yep. it's not on our news their news feeds they that's their shadow bannings they don't put on news feeds yeah mm -hmm. And Brad Ganser did make it over to Rumble. Um, he commented in the Success. comments section, which is why I didn't see it right away. But he said, how about a constitutional amendment returning surpluses proportionally to those that paid in? I mean, yeah, we don't need a – no, here's why I don't want a constitutional amendment, because then it doesn't get decided till after uh, next year. I guess, it, I guess if the rationale is forever, yeah, then – you know, enshrine it in the Constitution that it has to come back. Yeah. Right. That wouldn't be a bad but idea. Politicians, before we even pass the Constitution, need to pass this now, and they can. But they're not going to do it. Democrats really want to confiscate your money. That's stealing right there. That is stealing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Jay Mandan says, uh, thanks, Tony Jurgens. Yep. Thanks, Agreed. Tony Jurgens. That's why we had Democrats control. Thanks for nothing. Um, hopping over. Uh, let's finish Rumble up, actually, back to the live chat. Um, oh, for those people that don't know, um, usually our comments are read by um, Bridget, but Bridget's actually in Ireland, so or taken off to Ireland. She's flying overseas. Mm -hmm. We're going to probably do a live Zoom with her over in Ireland. We'll get an official report on how things are going over there. She can read the comments from Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Razzle Dazzle says, my work just put out an email this morning about our office. Stop selling plastic bottles. So I guess this is a common trend in the workplace, at least, to stop providing plastic water bottles. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, if they want to do it, I'm not like necessarily a fan myself of plastic, all the plastic that we have. It's just that it's very convenient. You know, it, certainly places like this, when we want to offer people water, it's a very convenient way to do it. Let the marketplace decide, not these government, mm -hmm. you know, these authoritarians in the government ranks. It's just the wrong way to go about it. It's not like, like this thing's damaging. We're not polluting the ocean here in Minnesota. And, you know, you fill well, a lot of our trash gets burned in the Twin Cities area. Yeah. I don't know if people know that. And otherwise goes in the landfills and there's space to put these things. So there is something to be said for the BPA consumption from plastic right that would but, be my bigger concern right but that's an individual's concern right right mm -hmm. right what you do with your own body should matter right democrats yeah. except for everything but it, killing a baby right and that's not even your body jake that's right 
Um, so uh, Rustic Gal asks, are you guys on Getter or Truth? We're on and Truth. Follow us on Truth. We yeah. actually did make Getter account like a long yeah. time ago, but like nobody was on Getter. Yeah, so. is anyone on Getter? Uh, we didn't find much. We're not. We're really slowly building on Truth Social. We yeah. didn't honestly think Truth was going to last long. Certainly when uh, Trump was reinstated uh, on Twitter and Facebook, it's like uh, maybe it'll be done. And Jesse, yeah. his own right, has <laughs> been telling us for a long time. I was on it's it. It's never going to die. The you know, truth will never die. Yeah, truth will never die. So, yeah, we are on truth. Um, you know, it's not a terrible platform, right? No, Listen, I don't Facebook's think so. I a mean, bad one. Th there's still some uh, glitches and things to yeah. work out, and there's still things that they can do to improve True Social. They could, you know, start making it so that we can have uh, group chats, maybe, uh, right. you know, like Facebook groups. Certain things like that would be good, but uh, they have just implemented DMing, so you can uh, direct message with people now on Truth Social. You can... Yep. Uh, and it is entertaining. There's a lot of people on it. There's, you know, probably 10 million plus or so on there, five to 10 million. So, uh, there, there is a decent amount of uh, people there and lots of fun stuff on there. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So don't, don't follow us on Getter. Um, I saw that you posted the link to our Getter account in the comments, but we don't ever post there. We don't ever use it. I don't know, even know if we still have the login info. So, uh, somewhere, <laughs> uh, follow us on, follow us on truth. Um, you can go to, I tell you what, I'll post the link um, in the chat here once we're done with the comments. And then if you go to our Twitter account, there's a link to our uh, link tree there, so you can find all our right. social there. Um, is it on our website too somewhere? It's not on our website, um, but tell you what, uh, Dawson can just throw up the Twitter, and then you can go to the link tree there. There you go. Mm -hmm. um, so back over to YouTube. Um, M. Murray says a proportionate return. This is in response to Brad Gamzu's comment. A proportionate return of funds would give more to those who, quote-unquote, have more. The Dems would never go with that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, they obviously, they're right now trying to give it back to all their constituencies. So I'm just shocked at this point they haven't given it back to all the Indians who we stole their land from, right, or, or the uh, black people that were wronged in the 1960s or something like that. You know, it's, it's like... Or the LGBTQA plus uh, community. Mm -hmm. like th that's all they want to do is just give it back to their core constituencies. Well, listen, the way that we look at it is I don't care if you belong to one of those groups or not. If you paid your taxes, you should get back they, what they overcharged you, right? And yep. You shouldn't get more than you paid in, but you should get back the taxes you paid. The, the easiest way to solve this, honestly, is what former Representative Eric Mortensen proposed last year um a one-year tax holiday on state income taxes because that's mm -hmm. how big the surplus is yeah. they could literally give you a tax holiday for one year so if you pay forty thousand dollars in income tax you no longer pay it if you pay six dollars in income tax you no longer have to pay it so everyone that pays in wins that seems to be the best way to go about it Yep. You didn't see the Republican Senate talking about that today when they were <laughs> talking about giving only did forty-five percent of it back. Right. Right. Is that it? That's all for the most part. Uh, Farm we missed a girl. Couple. Uh, what was the other one? Razzle dazzles. No, some other gal. Rustic. Rustic uh, gal. Rustic yeah. gal. Yep. There you go. Jesse's bringing all those audiences in. <laughs> They, uh, you guys show political junkies loving it. Yeah, we're gonna be recording an episode today, I think. Yep. We had, we uh, I saw one comment on there. 
Um, you guys are cute. So apparently <laughs> uh, you have a real big fan. I guess so. Um, I saw another comment where Williams just off course because he's not fully on board the Trump train yet. So <laughs> I don't get where all the hate comes from. <laughs> I, I really, I get it. I totally <laughs> get it. Well. And Williams a great guy. So unfortunately, uh, him taking this bold stance is not going well for him in some regards. <laughs> Jesse's just laughing over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works out for me. Work, it works out just fine for me. But, uh, but no, William, William is about, a good guy. We're to talk about today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Chicago mayoral election. We might see Lori Lightfoot be retired today. Today is the day. Well, will we? Because you want to make a prediction. Right. Oh, uh, oh I'm sorry. I shouldn't uh, take away your steam. <laughs> yep, we'll Tease see. It. Tease it for the show. Sounds like a plan. So we'll release a later day. Uh, we'll be back again. Truth Hurts Thursday at 1 o'clock p.m. Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll see you then.